everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now we have a very special birthday shout out, and this goes to Elizabeth, whose full name is Elizabeth Anna. She's turning eight and lives in San Jose, California. She speaks fluent Italian because, as she says, she is half European, Italian specifically, as her parents are from Italy. Her best buddy is her super affectionate and funny younger brother, Luigi. And with him, she is super close. She loves her family so very much. And soon after the family comes gymnastics. Since she was three years old, she can't stop cartwheeling and pretty much having her legs up in the air and head down. She's incredible at drawings too and has a special gift in helping her friends dealing with their challenges and making her loved ones feeling very special to her. She is incredibly loved by her family and friends who all feel very fortunate to have her in their lives and she can't wait to spend the rest of the summer in Italy with grandmas, grandpas, and her nine cousins in many, many pools. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. And remember, if you would like a special birthday shout out, all you have to do is go to our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com and on the homepage, you can order one there. And here is today's story request. My daughter's Fallon and Ember are stuck on a story about both being animal rescuers and loving what they do. One part of this story idea is that there's a little twist. They don't know that they're sisters. Mrs. Midgley had a problem there was something under her house. The first time she heard it was during the night, while she was lying in bed. A scrambling, scratching sound. What could it be, she wondered. Should she be worried? The next morning, she had a peek beneath the crawl space under her house and saw a dark shape there. It looked like it may be in trouble. Wasting no time, Mrs. Midgley picked up her phone and called a local animal rescue expert. The previous evening, while Mrs. Midgley was listening to those first scratching noises, Mr. Bowfeather heard something in his chimney. He was just going to bed when he heard a fluttering, flapping sound. What could it be? He wondered. What was causing such a noise? And after a while, it stopped, and Mr. Bowfeather took himself off to bed. But the next morning, he had a look up the chimney and saw a dark shape up there. It looked like it needed help. Quickly, Mr. Bowfeather picked up the phone and called a local animal rescue expert. Fallon pulled up outside Mrs. Midgley's house in her little yellow van. It said Fallon's Animal Rescue on the side and had a cartoon of a happy-looking bunny. Good morning, said Fallon, as she was greeted by Mrs. Midgley. What seems to be the trouble? Well, there's something underneath my house, said Mrs. Midgley. I think it may be in trouble. Oh, leave it with me, 
said Fallon. I'll have it sorted in no time. Moments later, Ember arrived outside Mr. Bowfeather's house in her little orange van. It said Ember's Animal Rescue on the side and had a cartoon of a cheerful-looking cat. Hi, said Ember, as she was met by Mr. Bowfeather. I understand you have a trapped animal. Oh, yes, said Mr. Bowfeather. In my chimney, there's, well, there's something stuck up there. Oh, don't you worry said Ember. I'll get right on it. Fallon shot her flashlight underneath Mrs. Midgley's house to reveal a very sorry-looking raccoon. It had its head stuck in a large tin of peaches. It must have found in someone's trash, and it must have been stumbling about ever since. Oh, you poor thing, said Fallon, crawling into the narrow space. It was full of cobwebs under there, but Fallon didn't mind. It was far more important to help the little raccoon. Carefully, she used a net to snag the raccoon and gently pulled it out behind her. My goodness, that's my tin of peaches, said Mrs. Midgley on sight of the raccoon. And it's stuck on this little fella's head, good and proper, said Fallon. As she lifted the helpless raccoon out of the net, the tin was stuck on tightly, but Fallon knew not to rush these things. If she was going to help the raccoon properly, she needed to be patient and thoughtful. Taking her time, she gently eased the tin of peaches off to reveal a very surprised and rather exhausted raccoon. Thank you, said the raccoon. Oh, that was horrible. Do you have any water? I'm, I'm terribly thirsty after being stuck in there for so long. Fallon had anticipated this and already had some water prepared. So she and Mrs. Midgley watched as the grateful raccoon drank. Ember, meanwhile, had been looking at Mr. Bowfeather's chimney using her flashlight. It looks like a crow, she told Mr. Bowfeather. It's tangled up in something, but don't worry, I think I can get to it. It was dark and dirty in the narrow chimney. A very tight squeeze indeed, but Ember didn't mind. It was far more important to help the little crow. Taking care, she reached up and gently took hold of the tangled bird before lifting it down. Ember carried the crow outside and brushed off the soot and dust to reveal a garland of Christmas tinsel. Heavens above, said Mr. Bowfeather. That's my missing Christmas decoration. Oh, she really is tangled up in it, though, said Ember. If she was going to help the crow properly, she needed to be careful and caring. Slowly, so as not to startle the bird, she gently unwrapped the dirty tinsel until the crow was finally free. Wow, said the crow. That wasn't fun at all. Do you have a soft brush? My poor feathers are filthy. Ember had known this would need doing and already had the brush ready in her pocket. As Mr. Bowfeather watched, Ember got to work on cleaning up the crow. All done, Mrs. Midgley, said Fallon. As she returned to her little yellow van, she was carrying the sleepy raccoon that was still tired from its troubles. So she planned to take it back to her animal rescue center and look after it for a few days until it was fully recovered. Oh, you've done a splendid job, said Mrs. Midgley happily. Fallon settled the raccoon, then closed the van door. As she did so, she overheard voices coming from the house next door. Looking up, 
she could see a young woman carrying a crow who was talking to a tall, thin man. Good morning, Mr. Bowfeather, said Mrs. Midgley. Are you having animal troubles too? Oh, I'm afraid so. A crow up my chimney, said Mr. Bowfeather. But this young lady came to help. Mrs. Midgley giggled. What a pair we are, she laughed. I had a raccoon stuck under my house, and now this nice young lady is taking care of it. As the two neighbors chatted, Fallon and Ember had the chance to look at one another, while Ember settled the crow in her little orange van. Hi, said Fallon. I like your van. Thank you, replied Ember with a smile. Yours is pretty cool, too. They told each other their first names and were soon talking about their passion for rescuing animals. Suddenly, both of them were interrupted when their phones sounded an alert. Oh no, said Fallon as she checked her message. There's a forest fire, said Ember as she checked hers. Then both of them together said, There are animals in need of help. They both said their urgent goodbyes to Mrs. Midgley and Mr. Bowfeather before getting into their vans and racing off towards the fire. It was soon obvious where the fire was. Thick black smoke was billowing skywards on the other side of town. When they arrived, there were fire crews already tackling the flames and animals already in need of assistance. Fallon got straight to work in helping a mule deer that was coughing from breathing in the heavy smoke, while Ember tackled a fox that had singed its front paws. Over the next few hours, both Fallon and Ember worked continuously. They helped woodpeckers and cottontails, skunks and squirrels, robins and jays, and even a family of bear cubs. By the time the fire was under control, there was sick and injured animals everywhere. One of the firefighters came over to speak with them both. Whatever are you sisters going to do with all those animals? He asked. Fallon looked surprised. We're not sisters, she said. We've only just met. Really? said the firefighter. You look similar. You could almost be twins. Fallon and Ember exchanged glances. I suppose we do look alike, nodded Ember. I've always wanted a sister, she said. Me too, smiled Fallon, before turning her attention back to the animals. There are far too many creatures here for my little rescue center, she admitted. And mine, agreed Ember. May I make a suggestion? Go right ahead, smiled Fallon. As I see it, we both make a great team. Let's work together and find a way to deal with this problem together, Ember said. So that's what they did. The firefighter told them of a large building he knew that would be perfect for housing all the animals. And so Fallon and Ember wasted no time in renting the space. It was perfect. And over the coming days, they moved across all of the equipment from their little animal rescue centers to this new larger one. Their good work at the forest meant that soon everyone in town knew about them and it wasn't long before more animals were arriving in need of help. They even had new signs made for their vans, saying Fallon and Ember's Animal Rescue, featuring both the rabbit and cat cartoons. It was the beginning of a very busy and very popular local business. But that's not the end of the story. On that first evening, while they were arranging the use of the larger building, 
both Fallon and Ember discovered they had the same last name. Not only did they look alike and enjoy doing the same job, but they shared a last name too. They decided to find out more and arranged to have a DNA test, a special way of finding out how closely related you are. When the results arrived in a big white envelope, Fallon and Ember opened it together and gasped. We're sisters, said Fallon with a tear in her eye. Oh, I'm so happy, said Ember, giving her sister a hug. They shared the stories of their childhoods and tried to piece together how they could have come to be separated and how they had arrived where they were now. The pair of them couldn't have been happier. The work at Fallon and Ember's Animal Rescue was always busy and demanding, but the two sisters never complained or hid from it. They knew how important it was to help the creatures in need, and knowing they had each other to rely upon made everything so much easier. The end.